starting the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams. I'm into nightmares. Nightmares. Let's get it going. It's that time again. Episode number seven. Brought to you by the Back Row Raiders Show. Yes. Yeah. What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? It's been a while since we got in here and gave y'all the Raider Nation go, baby. Episode number seven caught, brought to you by the Back Row Network. Yes, indeed. Shout out to all my podcasting brethren over there. Big things popping, baby. Coming to jump in here and talk a little bit all things Raiders. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys is loving the new news we getting. Looks like we'll be getting a season here. Um, little behind the ball. But I think the NBA and Major League Baseball is going to pave the way for us to get some football happening. We just got some news that we won't be having no no kind of preseason. So this season is going to be unlike any other. You can say it's going to be kind of out of this world, right? Right? So having no preseason... I wanted to jump into a couple of things that raises some eyebrows for me, myself, and probably some of you guys out there listening. So we're going to have some hard hitters today about some things that nobody seems to be talking about right now that I can hear. You guys go grab a burr, sit back and relax, and take this ride. Recent news tells us that their um, players are going to start reporting. There's going to be testing. Players will be able to opt out. Um, everything's looking to move forward. A lot of places like the Giants and the Jets have committed to um, not having fans. Um, we we had some recent news from uh, Mark Davis saying if his fans can't be there, he's not going to be here. He's going to stand with the fans. And um, I know it must be upsetting for Raiders fans knowing that they've sold out already for the whole entire year, and quite possibly um, players are going to be playing with, in an empty stadium, a brand-new global stadium, one of the best in the NFL from what I can tell, uh, state-of-the-art, and it's in the city that never sleeps. That must feel good, Raider Nation, right? Right. Uh, one of my concerns right now is age. We had a lot of draft picks in the last two years. Um, making our team kind of uh, a little bit with the, the milk on their breath, should I say. You feel me? Last year, the Miami Dolphins was the youngest team in the NFL. We, won, we can't determine who will be the youngest team in the NFL quite yet because rosters have not been set. But I tell you, the Raiders was the fourth youngest team in the NFL last season. So, network. Why do you bring that up? Well, I just want to dive into it a little bit more. You, you dig? Um, I took the 10 youngest teams and I put them in the blender to see 
how many of those teams that was considered really young, the 10th youngest teams in the league, uh, how did they fare last year as far as record? Did they finish above 500 or below 500? Uh, We're we about to take a look. So if, I said the Dolphins was the youngest team in the NFL last year. The Patriots, yeah, the Patriots was the oldest. There's only about a three-year difference in average between the oldest team and the youngest team. That being said, that's somebody's college career, right? So that's the the gap in between the oldest and the youngest teams in the National Football League Association. No, I said it right. It's league. So something that I found alarming of the 10 teams that was really young, there was only three that finished above 500. And surprisingly, they was all in the NFC. Weird, right? So the Dolphins was the youngest, and I'm going to read them in from youngest to the oldest of the youngest teams of the 32. Dolphins, Bucks, Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Vikings, Colts, Jags, Raiders, Rams. That is not the order because the Raiders was the fourth. Excuse me. My notes. My notes. Well, what we have is the records here. And the only teams of those young teams that finished with a rental record was the Packers, of course, the Seahawks, and the Vikings, which is all in the NFC. I just thought I'd point that out because the concern I have is it's Las Vegas. It is Las Vegas. And what will be the protocols via a la bubble concerning this extremely young team? Um, Will protocol in Las Vegas be different from protocol in Cleveland? Um, That's not a shot at the Cleveland Browns at all. You know what I'm saying? It's a... uh, I mean, let's take Steelers. You, you can go on and on. Vegas is Vegas, baby. It is the city that do not sleep. We got um, reports of um, NBA players leaving the bubble rather early for family emergencies. We also got a report that somebody left the bubble to go get food. Um, if you if you ever seen the nightlife in Las Vegas, it's a lot of things to get into and can be a distraction. Uh, I think that plays more so in the role when you have such a young team because we know as young men um, and women, as we don't make the best decisions when we're younger. And we think we know it all. We think we're invincible. And you throw a, a NFL athlete tag on the top of that, could you imagine um, the self-discipline it's going to take for some of these young men that probably has, I don't, some probably has never been to Las Vegas. Um, I, I can't confirm that, but it's true. I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I just thought I wanted to point out how young the the Raiders team as a whole is and will be for the next couple of years because they had so much high draft capital. So I want to I wonder what you guys think about that. Do you think that's something that matters, or does it only matter in the AFC? You know, um. I just, I just, I just want to take a look at that, and I dove into it. The average age for the Raiders is twenty five point nine years old. Over the last five seasons, they have averaged being of the age of twenty six point three two, baby. 
I, I'm getting in here to give y'all some of this and because I'm really happy that we're about to get more and more signs that the season will happen. And I, I'm, I'm happy for that 100%. I was reading some articles um, about the Las, our Las Vegas Raiders. Raider Nation! And there was an article that came out and the writing is on the wall according to all the talking heads about Derek Carr walking, skating on thin ice. Um, Marcus Mariota is said to be John Gruden's golden boy in this article that I read. And he wants to quarterback guru Marcus. One-year deal, actually. So I want to ask everyone to chill. Chill out. Daddy, chill. Chill. Um, from looking at um, Derek Carr stats from last season, high completion rate, low interception rate, was not sacked a ton. Um, everything doesn't fall on his shoulders. Of course, he might be on a short lease, but to come out and be like they're moving on before this a snap is even taken this year is absurd. Um, actually, I was one of those people that was not really feeling the performance of Derek Carr last season. And for various different reasons, he just did not seem to pass the eye test. Um, putting him under a microscope, looking at the numbers as I have over all this time, that this free time we've had, um, he may be a, have another Pro Bowl season in him, you know? He can be ready to go to the, the next level, to take the next step to prove all the doubters wrong. So we, we're going to get all this uh, quarterback controversy. Um, there's always going to be somebody wanting change, and that is probably going to be really serious by midseason if the Raiders are not looking up to par with that being said you guys, you guys need to stop it with the comparisons let it go okay um when i hear talking heads like myself uh talk about comparisons and they want to throw in the uh, popcorn bag should we call it um marcus mariota is compare in comparison in some way like Rich Gannon. And yeah, we go all the way back to 2000. Um, I guess we had a playoff run here a couple of years ago. But, you know, the golden years, should we call it, which they, uh, we didn't win a championship, but Rich Gannon had a four-year uh, span um, with the Raiders that he did not have uh, success like that prior to coming to the Raiders and it's said to be attributed to John Gruden. And somehow, some way, stop it. That there's some kind of correlation between Marietta and Rich Gannon. So what do we do? We put it under the microscope. Threw it through our scanner. And I came up with some surprising stuff. I am a big fan of Rich Gannon and what he meant to Raider Nation through those fabulous years and Super Bowl run, Super Bowl going to the Super Bowl, should I say, um, making the playoffs, and um, not him alone, but people did not want to face the Raiders during the time he was there. 
They did not. They had names like Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Tyrone Wheatley, Charlie Garner, um, just to name Napoleon Kaufman, um, just to name a couple, just to name a couple. Um, moving through, looking at the comparison, I wanted to see how, Sway, how, Sway, how did you guys come up with this comparison? Because for one, let's not forget Marietta was a second overall draft pick, high draft capital. And because of it, he was a day one starter. Day one starter. Rich Gannon did not, he sat pretty much, for the most part, for the first four years of his career, was allowed the ability to develop, learn offenses, um, pick a starting quarterback's brain, learn how to be a professional. So there's no comparison on the pedigree or the draft capital was spit on them and their, their expectations um, coming out of college. I also looked at what was alarming to me. I couldn't understand the comparison as far as the mobility, but I was wrong. I looked at um, what Rich Gannon was able to do behind the line of scrimmage and I found in 2000, Rich Gannon ran for 529 yards. I thought it was a typo too. I thought it was a typo too. <laughs> but I found that uh, crazy, right? But when you got wide receivers like Jerry Rice and uh, Tim Brown, I was thinking maybe it was an air raid offense and they were just running all nine routes. But you have to respect those two Hall of Famers, right? So maybe there was a lot of room underneath for Gannon to do his thing. But I don't remember Gannon having a tremendous amount of speed. I do remember him being extremely heady, intelligent, and he could move well in the pocket. He really could move well in the pocket. So Marcus Mariota has not ran for more than 329 yards in a season in his whole career. And I thought that was surprising. So these comparisons don't match. They're two different kind of skill sets. So I'm really going to ask you guys to stop it. But at 35 years old, Gannon ran for almost 600 yards. Bruh, we need that soundbite for real, for real, for real. But you guys got to chill with the comparisons. Yeah, yeah, you heard me. He almost ran for 600 yards in 2000 at 35 years old. Uh, man, I know, right? So, um, the health concerns with the bubble is going to play into maybe some issues. And I'm looking forward to seeing how each team individually handles traveling and home games. Um, will you be in a bubble if you if the Raiders have a home game? Is there a bubble there? And then they, they go to, just for example, I don't know why Cleveland is the first team that pops in my mind, but if they go to Cleveland, if that team doesn't have a bubble, will will there be some kind of special curfews? Uh, I, I just don't know. That's the next piece of information that I would love to hear a little bit about. Um, travel, there will be no international games. All that jazz. That's what we want to hear about next. Um, being young may be in some ways a good 
for the Raiders, being that with COVID, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going there about who is more susceptible to catching, who is not. These young men are healthy, but it's a lot of unknown going out there, and there's a lot of things to filter through as far as the information side of it. But that's one thing that people are going to have to think about. Am I right? I'm right. Um, I did a horrible job over the last six episodes of not letting you guys know the content the Back Row Network has for you. We have teams covered all across the NFL bringing you top-of-the-line content, baby. Um, So if you have other teams that you love, you got to check out some of these other podcasts that we're bringing bringing to you, and there are several. Not only do we focus on NFL teams individually, some of the podcasters that we have at the Back Row Network have fantasy football podcasts and um, uh, podcasting podcasts and YouTube. So there's a lot of resources that we have to offer to you guys. So um, I'm going to run down to you the teams that we have and the teams that we represent. If you know somebody who might be, I'm going to run the team names down for you. So we represent the Bengals, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Eagles, Fly Eagles, Giants, Jets, Packers, Patriots, Raiders, Ravens, Redskins, Steelers, Houston, and the Titans. If I forgot anybody, I apologize, and I won't make that mistake again. Um, I highly suggest you guys check out the Washington, Team Washington podcast. It is really hot right now. There's a lot of guest features going on right there, and they are killing the game right now. So check out the Back Row Show, Redskin. Ouch. Daddy, chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to take some getting used to. So we, I want to say thank you to the Back Row Network. This is going to be a quick hitter, and these are going to be coming out a lot more often. We're going to start beginning news. I'm interested in the Hard Knock series. And we won't go so long in between podcasts. Um, shout out to Legion Gaming. Shout out to Fantasy Fuel. Shout out to the Bark, Jeremy Barker, over there at the Back Row Dolphins Show. Um, bringing us all together. Giving us all the opportunity to bring you some of this uh, football content. You heard? Oh, gag me. You guys would like to reach out, check myself out at the network one that is th33network1 on twitter i will put it in the footnotes along with some descriptions of where you can find us and we will be catching up with you guys real soon you guys stay safe and stay positive and stay kind to others you know why it's a lot more fun that way and it's just easier you guys take care. I'll see you guys soon. Point I want to make. Everybody right now has dreams, don't they, guys? All right, everybody in the NFL, I have a dream of making it in the NFL. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into fucking nightmares. You guys with me on that? You got to end somebody's dream. You got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Are you guys clear about this NFL shit now? We're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl or the Blue Bonnet Bowl. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. The autumn wind is a pirate.
blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously.